Hello, everyone in podcast land. I'm David. And I'm Jono. And this is the podcast where we do a little bit of that, a little bit of this and whatnot. It's the Let's Wing It show. And yeah. today we have a treat for you. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. Jono's seen several movies, including uh, well, Ant-Man, The Flash, and Extraction 2. Uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts and uh, pitch you on why you should be watching Succession. Uh, I know I'm late, guys. I know I'm late. Uh, and we're yeah. going to be talking a little bit about the hype of Final Fantasy 16 and, you know, capping it off with some uh, Nintendo Direct action. Mm. Big Direct today. It's E3 season, even though E3 does not exist. Uh, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's I, I totally I'll, I'll be totally honest. I didn't know it was happening until Twitter. <laughs> um, Elon Musk's Twitter actually finally kind of worked, which was kind of weird. And then I just saw a bunch of Nintendo stuff. Uh, Peter's own games from RPG. We'll talk about a little bit more, but I mean, I think the big news, um, because they just came out. I just saw it on opening Friday. Is the Flash? As we yeah, so start with that. Yeah, Ezra Miller's first independent movie as the Flash, and I loved it. It was actually really good. I was actually really surprised. Granted, I did go in at like level zero expectations. I was preparing i'm like okay um if it sucks like 30 minutes in i'm out like i'll just walk out of the theater because <laughs> i will AMC say this ticket stubs baby Let's yeah <laughs> I, I i won't promote amc till the day i die because this freaking program is amazing uh i'll just like walk out and i'm not gonna feel too bad because i already watched one movie and that paid it off <laughs> uh but yeah like it was just it's okay let me preface this because i had i got a debate about this at work but with people who haven't seen it and people who have just read reviews. So they're like, first complaint, the the CG is like borderline kind of garbage. So Okay. You yeah, it looks kinda, very much like a video game. Yeah, those like a couple things that you just kind of have to go, oh, do not care. Do not think about it. Just go, just go along with the ride and just concentrate on the story. Because yeah, mm. graphics are crazy. Ezra Miller's acting is really good when you need it to be, and then kind of like weird when it's like him just being being the Flash. Did um, you yeah. find that him playing against himself distracting? Like I have a hard time engaging emotionally when I know that there's two different takes where the actor is not actually interacting with himself, and mm. it's all fake. Like I have a hard time en engaging emotionally. Did you no. find that or did you kind of just buy into the illusion? I buy the illusion because it did. It worked out really well because like Ezra Miller, just like, you know, no, I don't like to comment on person, someone's physically, but he has that kind of like weird kind of like almost quasi Nicolas Cage quality where he's can kind of be like super serious, super yeah. emotional. Yeah, he could be like, ha I'm so weird and goofy and yeah. you kind of buy it. And his double in the movie is very like. Obviously, it's him growing up with, you know, I, I will I'll kind of quasi spoil it. Um, you know, hey, wait, mom, spoilers well, for the flash. This flash. Yeah. Uh, so his mom like basically. OK, here's the here's the whole thing. His mom dies when he was a kid His everyone thinks his dad did it. Um, basically, uh, he went back in time, fixed it and then kind of fucked everything up. And then this yeah. also kind of like opens up in a way where it is. Uh, the multiverse and all sorts of other things. Michael Keaton's a Batman. Not he's still Bruce Wayne. He's not the Flashpoint paradox version of the original story, like that story arc. He's not 
Thomas Wayne. He's actually Bruce Wayne, but Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, which I do okay. have a theory about later on. Um, and then yeah, like it's just like you know, okay, wait, that 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 spoiler, spoiler over. Um, spoiler that, done. Yeah, that part, like it's just like a really emotional, great story because it just kind of like it had the almost a perfect you know you know uh, Dan Hammond's like you know story arc the the circle the hero the, the hero's journey. And it's almost exactly like he they took that and they lived by it. And they went like, okay, this happens and this happens, this happens. And he literally comes back to the same moment as a changed person. And kind of goes, mm-hmm, shouldn't have done that, or I should have done that, or did something. And yeah. it is it just I I I fell in love with the whole movie. It was like everyone's great, every actor is great. And Ezra Miller as the Flash, even though yes, he has has a lot of problems and you know, maybe we shouldn't talk too much about it because we don't have the full story. Um, yeah, I think he was amazing. Like he, nothing felt really out of place. I was like watching the flash. It just felt really good. Did you feel when you watched it, like the movie would have been enhanced if you didn't know Michael Keaton was in it? If do you think that they had to blow like proverbially blow their load because of all the Ezra Miller controversy. Cause that's the sense I got was that they didn't want people to know that Michael Keaton was in it. But did mm-hmm. you get that sense watching it that like it was this big, big reveal? No, like you see it like a kind of like a big reel. It's like, well, it's Michael Keaton. And then you see Michael Keaton kind of go on his, his own like little mini journey as well as uh spoiler again. Um, he like retires being got like Batman and Gotham because apparently Gotham is now the safest city in the world in that version. It was pretty funny. You're like, oh, that's kind of weird. But also, it's you funny, just, yeah. yeah, you can just get kind of just see Michael Keaton just kind of like just chilling and hanging out, being like retired, happy retired. And yeah. then he also explains how, um, basically enough, him doing this instance, even though if he tries to fix it, it's still kind of fucked up. As that this, you basically enough, he basically enough did what Dr. Strange did in MCU just kind of opened up the whole multiverse. So okay. it's probably going to happen more and more, especially with James, um, James Gunn joining in and trying to fix everything. Hopefully he can fix everything. Uh, and also it was my theory. It was actually my theory. The universe yep. that he went into is actually the universe where Tim Burton's Batman exists because Superman never appeared in any of Tim Burton's versions in the movie. And yep. It just seems like he just achieved everything because he's exactly the same. The same Batmobile, same Batplane, same Batsuit. Like, everything's exactly the same. So I was like, hmm, I think that's probably the same universe. And it I think so. feels makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. So would you say that it is worth people spending $20 and two hours of their life to go see? I would say watch it in a matinee. Then you'd feel more like hmm, fifteen bucks. Okay, cool. I can spend the five dollars on a drink, or sign up for AMC's Ticket Stub. Let's go! <laughs> yeah, so let's I go would, take a club. Yeah, so like I know maybe I'm more partial in the movie because I lost my mother, and then he also lost his mother, and then there was like that one part in the movie. I was like, no, like, like, oh. <laughs> like I was like, uh, I was like really like sad and emotional. So, uh, yeah, like I would say. David, if you have a free Friday night or whatever night, and just like I gotta do something, you'll watch The Flash. It's tough. I'm uh I'm uncertain of my feelings on Ezra Miller, and so I'm not sure if I want to give money 
to uh, the Flash. I kind of hope that they don't keep doing Flash movies with him. So mm-hmm. I, I haven't decided. I have other movies to watch. It's tons of stuff on Plex to see first. So oh, I gotta yeah. gotta get up with it. Uh, oh yeah. But, also, uh, one that's thing, good. Too, so what? Uh, the one mm-hmm. thing too is that they did say the reason it was here is the reason why the graphics looked bad, and I had this information going in is about apparently because this is how Ezra Miller, the Flash, sees himself in the world because it does stop kind of looking kind of weird at one section in the movie and it starts looking kind of weird again so it kind of makes sense sure but yeah i mean yeah flash it's gonna be like a video game it's fine it's a superhero movie i'm not that concerned it's Um, it's a 7.5 it's a 7.5 okay yeah yeah Yeah, it's that's uh that's not bad i remember when the movie was first getting reviews people were like it's the best superhero movie ever and i was like i don't think that's gonna be true but people always say that yeah, those like those are like well, this is the trailers, so it's not really spoiling anything. There was a big fight scene in the desert, and you know, like for me, just maybe because I like, you know, I don't work in the movie industry, but working in the YouTube world, I can kind of see the same methods that we use and they use is similar. Is that they definitely made that whole scene, so it's like they must have filmed something. They must have filmed something that just didn't work. And then this is just the reshoot because it's just yeah. like something must not work. And they just reshot it because like everything in that huge fight scene does not look good. <laughs> it's just like Ooh, the, something's weird. And then yeah. they either reshot it or they recut it. And then it just didn't work. But I was just like, whatever. I'm already three quarters into this movie. I might as well just finish yeah. it. And it was good. Yeah, I find there's some movies where my suspension of disbelief can go so far. And like, I feel like The Flash is not a movie where I'm going to be like so engrossed that I'm like, I buy into the illusion of the movie being real. So like the fact that it's a little fake is like, it's distracting, I'm sure. But like, I don't know. And oh, and also I used to watch a CW Flash. I had to stop at season six. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah. it already looked like I already had a feeling how corny it's going to look. And those this one and it's like this one it definitely does not have the same corniness of that one the TV show but it's definitely I yeah it's it's hard to make the Flash look cool but here's the one thing here's the one thing that happens right at the beginning I I'm sorry I'm going along with this is that those like those are part where like he like he kind of like like kind of um uh tease up for for the run and it's kind of cool like wait one sec. It's kind of like this. He's kind of like, and it's just, and at the start, you're kind of like, yeah, like it kind of, it feels kind of like corny. And at the end, you're like, yeah, like, let's go. (laughs) I can ride with that. I can ride with that. So that's your thoughts on the flash. Jono, why don't you briefly tell us your thoughts on uh, Ant-Man Quantumania? Another movie with a problematic star. <laughs> oh, well, it's a legend, but everyone's dropping him, so that's really bad. So Jonathan Majors uh, is the problematic star of that one, which is really unfortunate. Uh, but Ant-Man, um, it's okay. It, it's not, it's, no. I definitely, I don't think it ha- the, deserves the hate that the reviews has given to, I think it's like 33, okay. 40%. But here's... The problem. Okay, here's what I like the movie. Um, I found all the action was okay. I found that the relationship between him and his daughter was great. And I loved how his daughter 
actually handled some things that were really great. Yeah. Um, how they handled Modoc, um, is actually really good. It's actually like okay. They knew for the. It's like very self aware that Modoc is a very weird, stupid looking character. Yeah. And they understood it. So, I mean, I, it's not really a spoiler because the movie's been out forever. It's on Disney+. Plus. And yeah, we're going to be talking freely about Quantumania. If you don't want spoilers, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here. Uh, Get so, out of here. So, um, I can't remember his full name, but the first Ant-Man, I think it's Darren. He's the villain. So, at the end of that movie, he gets shrunk down and you kind of think he like kind of implodes on himself. No, yeah. he actually travels down to the Quantum Universe and mm-hmm. he gets kind of weirdly morphed like big head small little body and then oh um, it's him it's him it's actually oh, him. that's cool that's yeah. kind of fun yeah okay. it's it's really cool that. yeah it's really cool and then yeah they definitely acknowledge that he looks really fucked up and it's really good <laughs> but it it's kind of neat because he also understood that okay yeah the first one darren was not a very good villain um yeah let's, he's super generic very generic so let's just kind of figure out how to work rework him and mm-hmm. I would say I won't say anything else because I think his out of the whole movie, his arc was the most interesting because I was like, oh, okay. that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it they yeah, it, people's people's under feeling about the graphics in the movie. I kind of get it, but also I watched it 1080p and I was like, it's fine. Like, okay. it's like I would probably understand that. Yes, the the special effects studio that they contracted out, just like push them to limit slave labor almost, mm-hmm. which is not good. But no. yeah, I watched it. I was like, this is fine. I, I don't do see a you, problem. Did it set up? What did it do with Kang? Like, how did it set him up? Because I, I think it seems like Marvel was trying to team up to be the next Thanos. Mm-hmm. And does that feel like kind of like the progress they're making in this movie where they're yeah. setting him up to be the big bad? So here's the weird thing. So I don't. Do you care about me? No, I don't care. So, no. so the king in the movie is actually mm-hmm. really good. You actually feel him. He's actually very overpowered, and it feels like almost. Let's say if you got Thanos versus Kang, and Thanos did not have the Infinity Glove, the Gauntlet, um, Kang would kick his ass. Like it's just like okay. whoa. This guy can just destroy. He's probably not as strong as the Hulk level, but he feels like he'd have some moves to kill him because he's like, he, this Kang is the one that went around to the, all the other universes, or at least his mm-hmm. versions, and killed them and killed other yep. Avengers, apparently. Because he's like, yep. oh, are you Thor? And so he knows Thor, and he's apparently killed them many, many times. Okay. Um, and then you can kind of see, like, Jonathan Majors did a really good job in this version. Just like showing how desperate he is to get out because he's trapped in the quantum universe. And the whole point of the movie is him trying to get out because he was apparently exiled by the other Kangs in yeah. this realm. And I think he was really good. Like, to me, like those one part, I'm like, oh shit. Like if Ant-Man can't get out of this, like everyone's fucked. Like this guy is yeah. like too powerful. But yeah. he was more kind of flops. Is that those are part of the movie? I think they just kind of like literally wrote themselves in the corner. Like, okay, how do we how do we get Paul Red out of here? Um, Porto closing, it closed, and he's just like, oh, I don't have to win. We just have to both lose. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be something really cool. 
Portal opens back up. Wasp comes in, shoots him a bunch of times, destroys this thing, and he kind of like implodes into this the device that Bummer. the MacGuffin device. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sucks. just like, oh, that's kind of a bummer because it kind of felt like it could have been more menacing. But maybe he's not dead. He's just got out somehow in a different way that looks like he died. But then the after credit scene kind of goes to a realm where all the kings kind of meet going, hey, that king died. Um, We got to think about doing something. And it kind of just ends there. The whole movie was okay. really weird. Like that's the parts I didn't like because it just like it didn't felt like three quarters into like okay I don't we just don't know. We it felt like okay. a studio executive came in and started fucking things up. Going hey no we got to yeah. make sure that this kind of goes here and this can do this yeah. so we can do that because it's like yeah it just oh like it just really bad because like Paul Red's character um has no growth in the whole movie. Okay. Um, you know, actually, all the characters, except for the daughter, no growth, except for Modoc. That's it. Like, I was just like, okay. you could kind of just like take this whole movie and just go. You learn about Kang a little bit more than um, Loki, and it was also a Loki Loki thing okay. at the end. Done. Okay. That's it. Do you feel like a lot of these criticisms are due to the movie being beholden to like? setting up things in the mcu like do you think it's because they had so many little like coordinates to hit mm-hmm. in order to set up you know kang and modok and and kind of like bigger universe stuff that the movie suffered for it <clears throat> yeah i know 100 because it feels like they put too much on the plate of this team to kind of handle saying yeah. you need to do this this and this while also being an ant-man movie and they just completely overburdened that team. And they, I think maybe that's why, like, three quarters in the way in the movie, you're like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Like, it felt definitely the yeah. Disney kind of thing of just going, just remember to make sure you do this so we can do that later. Because, yeah, like, honestly, you just learn about Kang. Like, this is this Kang story. Yeah. Boop. But he might be dead. Yeah. I don't know. The. But- oh he's not coming back no well he might not come back <laughs> well no like this king might not come back but some other king all no the other i don't know kings. i don't know so I'm well, really i mean confused. i guess one of the nice things about having a multiverse you know story is that it's pretty easy to write uh a reason why they look different and so you know they get a different <laughs> actor and yeah. they're like, I'm Kang. You're like, you don't look like the Kang I know. That's because I've traveled dimensions you don't understand. And you're like, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Like they uh they released <clears throat> do you know the show Solar Op- Opposites? That sounds Oh yes, 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 yes. It's like the the Justin Roiland uh show where it's like the family of aliens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh pretty good show. There's like parts of it that are great. Like there's kind of a seep story that became, you know, the main the story of the show. The wall is the such wall. A good yeah. Map. But uh so they Got rid of Justin Roiland, even though he's an executive producer, I believe, or at least a writer. Um, mm. And so they replaced, it, unlike Rick and Morty, he's not all the characters. He's just Corvo. And so they got rid of him and they replaced him with an actor who's got a very, very different voice. Like they're not trying to do the <laughs> Corvo voice. It's like, a, it's like a kind of like a British, it's a British voice. Yeah. Um, and so they 
write it into the episode where they accidentally shoot a dart in his throat and then they have to like use a ray to repair his throat but it changes his speaking boys and they're all like whoa it's crazy you don't sound the same at all and they make like another joke or whatever and i'm like when you have multiverse and when you have sci-fi when you have all these things it's pretty easy to write an in-universe reason you just have to, to make why. sure that you're better than the original or at least like yeah Similar. If you're worse, then everyone's going to notice and complain. And it's going to be tough because I think Jonathan Majors is a very promising actor. Like yeah. he's has he, everything I've seen him in. He's been incredible. And it's yeah. a shame that the things he's done in his personal life, you know, are what yeah. they are. And it's it is I he's another person where I'm like, I haven't investigated myself. And it's weird. Uh, one of the stories that's being pushed now. And I thought it was kind of weird that it's it. That is being pushed word for word by a bunch of different outlets. It feels like his basically the the story that's now being pushed. Okay, all the way back, Jonathan Majors is being accused of domestic abuse uh, of his girlfriend, and she had like broken fingers, bruises on her face, all these things. She, basically, she had accused him of battering her, um, and his him and his PR team right away were like, "No, we have video evidence to show show that we didn't do this." And I was like, "It's weird, like." it's kind of hard to have evidence to show that you didn't do it. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, but basically the evidence they had is that they show her the night after they interacted with the night where she accused him of beating her mm. after they were together, not being beat up. So she didn't have the bruises. Her finger doesn't seem to be broken because she's in using her hands and like using fine motor skills mm. without it being hurt. And so if you believe the story as that is, then it's like, well, then it didn't happen. But I also just think that it's, it feels like a planted PR story to be like, we're going to muddy up, like we're going to muddy it up just enough because you know, like yeah. then people can't know for sure. Mm -hmm. So I don't know for sure. I don't really understand uh, all the <clears throat> politics behind these stories that get yeah, placed and I, planted and sh shaped. So I just, I, I hope it's untrue. Um, I'm not saying I'm backing Jonathan majors. I'm just a really big fan of his work. Cause like you said, all the other things. Creed three, I thought he was great. I was like, holy mm -hmm. shit! Like this guy, this guy is just like really early in his career, in at least blowing up. Um, he's really great. Devotion, I thought yeah. that the whole movie kind of sucked, but I thought his part was really good. Okay, <clears throat> and then, yeah, I I liked him in Love Cat Country and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's uh, Ant Man. What would you rate it out of ten? That's six. Yeah, if, okay. If Modoc not bad, just if it it's on Disney Plus. If you had Disney Plus, just like play in the background. Do what I do That's, with bad movies. Watch them in chunks, and they're more enjoyable that way. Um, you like like watch watch that whole part when they kind of figure out the quantum universe. Pause it, do something, come back, then watch like everything building up to the fight. Pause it, and come back, then watch the fight to the end. You'll 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 enjoy it. It'll be it'll be a good time. Fair enough. Perfect. Yeah. Uh so let's break up you talking about movies you've seen with a little bit of talking about the Nintendo Direct that happened today on June twenty yeah. first, seven AM Pacific, ten AM Eastern. Um I did totally forgot that it happened. Uh until I got to work and people were like, Holy shit, Super Mario RPG remake. And I was like, Holy shit, Super Mario RPG remake. Uh, and then I got acquainted and watched a lot of the other stuff that happened. Jono, what? Well, you know, let's just go through this article that we've, uh, we have and kind of talk about our, our thoughts. First yeah. thing that's up there, because uh, it's the highest 
the most profitable brand in history is Pokemon <laughs> expansion. What are you are you excited for Pokemon expansion? No, no. Like okay, preference guys. I didn't know that this was happening until half an hour didn't started because Twitter was just exploding. Twitter actually worked for once. Um, and then I was like, cool. And then I saw Super RPG and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. And then I, I just kind of stopped. So the DLC, no, I'm not excited because um, I like the trading card on the collecting aspect, but I don't enjoy the games anymore. Yeah, I, we can't stick too long on it because I feel about the same. Mm-hmm. I, I play a Pokemon game once every like three to five years and I'm always like, yeah, it's kind of the same, but it's worse because I'm older. <laughs> and so I, I haven't played the Scarlet and Violet. I played Shield? Sword? One of the two. Yeah. Uh, and it was fine. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, and so like, I am glad that there's more Pokemon content, but that is not for us. So yeah. we will move on mm-hmm. to more Pokemon content. <laughs> Let's just say Detective this. Pikachu returns. Well, well let me oh, just yeah, say this is, is if I didn't play Arceus, I'm not going to play any Pokemon games. And I know if Brandon's listening right now, I'm so sorry, Brandon. You love that. I know you love it, but uh, he couldn't stop talking about Arceus. Yeah. Arceus. Arceus. Uh, yeah. who, I just don't, I don't know. Pokemon doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah. Um, there is a new Detective Pikachu Returns games. Again, I don't care. <laughs> I, I hope they make a sequel to the movie. I thought, I like the movie. The movie was the movie good. was pretty good. It yeah. was pretty good. It was good for a Pokemon. Um, yeah, as, as far as like video game movies goes, that's still, you know, top 10 of all time. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty low bar. Yeah. Uh, next was the Super Mario RPG remake. And yeah. Jono, you told me that you weren't that excited. Uh, yeah, so here's the, the f- thing. Fuck is wrong with <laughs> I saw screenshots. Wait, let, let, wait, wait, like, let me just, I'm just, I'm scrolling through the video right now. Yeah, I'm still not excited for it. It just looks like the original game. Okay, so it is a remake. I understand it's a remake. I know it's a remake. Uh, it's just that it looks almost one-to-one with cutscenes, which is cool, but I don't want to pay like 30 plus dollars to buy something that is going to be essentially the same experience that I had playing the Super Nintendo version. And also, I could play it again now if I wanted to right after this podcast in other ways I won't mention. Don't come after me, Nintendo. And it'll be fine. I'm but sending them after you. Yeah. <laughs> here's my kind of hope. is I hope everyone who has not played it or who loves it just as me and who actually does buy, Nintendo makes a bunch of money and going, okay, it's been 30, almost 30 years. I guess we should make a sequel because you freaking should have freaking done that. Yeah. So long the ago. The spiritual successor was the Paper Mario franchise. And the first couple ones are really good, yeah. but they're not the same. And that series went down the tank real fucking quick, dude. Yeah. The later ones fucking suck. Uh, fuck you, stickers. I hate you. I just don't um, understand it. Yeah. Uh, so I feel very differently. I am beyond excited. I've never beaten Super Mario RPG. I've played it uh, <gasps> 10-ish hours in, uh, and I just kind of fall off. I, okay, let me clarify. For those who don't me- know me, I'm a fucking retro gamer. I fucking love old games. <laughs> that being said, old RPGs are really fucking hard to play in modern times. 
there's a lot of little quality of life things that we don't we take for granted and when you go back it's really hard even something as simple as just fucking suspending and resuming an rpg it means you don't have to like play until you hit a save point or like you lose your save you're fucked there's tons of ways that like leveling is really grindy back then because like it was better that the game is long by grinding now we don't fucking want that and so the balance of modern rpgs way more fun way better way slicker and yeah. I, like you said the cutscenes are the same no they're not what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> there's no fucking cutscenes in the first one yeah, there's like there talking is. there's yeah. like talking there's not full video yeah, where that, there's like okay, cl yeah. close-ups of characters oh, that's a cutscene <laughs> no those cut those those cutscenes in the way of how super nintendo handles the cutscenes it's just like yeah you see that's shit not happen. gonna be the fucking same dude but who gives a shit to what are you talking thing? about you see no you it's not <laughs> so you're saying that like some some dude drawing a spider-man sketch is the same as watching into the spider-verse no. like there's 30 <laughs> years of techno technological advancement yeah but here's and here's it's like cinematic oh advancement God. where they're gonna absolutely <laughs> totally tell the story in a different way like you're actually insane <laughs> so the cutscenes <laughs> are the same no no they're not <laughs> so here's the funny thing here so david and i like we disagree a lot but this is like this is the high tension disagreement yeah. because we disagreed on uh guardians of the galaxy good i kind of came around well, like slightly yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah but this one i don't i don't think i'm gonna move on because it's just, here's the thing is like yes you see different angles you see fucking uh oh i can't remember what all the guys names are but like you just you just see them in different angles in full motion and probably voices it's like okay but still ultimately same thing happens you know Mar Mar gets fucking kicked out of the castle because of the smithy sword and he goes on a journey gets his mushroom thing that thinks he's a fucking frog for some reason <laughs> and then they get okay they get the just, guy who shoots guns which is really cool we're look yeah. we're looking at the same page <laughs> yeah scrub your video to 120 and then watch 15 seconds of that and tell me that's the fucking same as the super nintendo like it's it's like that's the it's saying that like someone retelling you about like a comedian's act that they saw is the same as seeing that comedian live like yeah the beats are the same <laughs> yeah but no it is not the fucking same no it's like to me i just go eh, like it's just this like to me, I maybe it's because here's the thing. I played this. I've played Super Mario RPG. Like I beat it about like ten times, and just like yeah, it's cutscene. But Ward, does it add anything? I don't think it does. Like it's just yeah, it's like you're right. You're right. Like, yeah, well, RE RE two remake versus RE two same game, same game. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead Space versus Dead Space. Same game, same game. We've done a whole episode on remakes. And, like, this is, like, a, one of those ones that, you know, is, like, the lower end of remake, high end of remaster. But yeah. it, we also have so few details. This looks like a full retooling, full rework. And it's going to be so different and so much better than going back and playing the original. Yeah, you have your nostalgia. Yeah. But for everyone else, even yourself, when you go to this, you're going to be like, yeah, this is better. You're so wrong. And I can't yeah. wait for you to see this game come out and be proven so wrong you know what here's well here's the thing i hope i'm proven wrong because i want this game to be so successful to make a sequel we get a like sequel. i want a sure. sequel here's i want it to be successful in a way that i want it to be a sequel will i play this probably not i will probably just watch someone else play it and going cool 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I will not spend the $30. I just hope it's going to be 80 bucks, dude. I don't know what thir- oh, where you pull this $30 just, figure from. Oh. It's a remake. It's not a remaster. It's a remake. So, so here's the thing. It's like all those other remakes and remasters that we talked about, like, you know, The uh, Last of Us, uh, Resident Evil 4, those have been retooled so much that. Not Last game- of Us. The Last of Us? No, the, no, no it's, well, exactly, it's the same game. It's just a graphical upgrade. Graf- well, okay, which one? Are you talking about the remastered or are you talking about. No, no, the, the remake. The remake the, is the same game. Like all the enemies are in the same spot, all the guns are the same. Like, there's, like, small quality of life improvements, but it's, like, okay. the, the Dead Space 1 is a more comprehensive remake, or, or Resident Evil 4 too. like, that's a good, like, comprehensive reimagining of it. That's, um, okay, that's Or fair. retelling, retelling of it. Yeah, so, like, maybe that's what I'm really hoping, I was hoping for, is it not, like, a remaster, I was, like, maybe a retelling. Like, if they did it again, and then just made a lot of changes to the story, let's just say, if they did it the same... Not the quite the same way, but like the same way that Final Fantasy VII is doing their kind of re- Is that even a remake anymore? Is that a reboot? It's a reboot now. Yeah. I actually I'm not super pumped. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I probably will yeah. be more excited when I get close to it, but I've like realized I'm like, I'm not that excited for part two. Uh yeah. I loved part one. I fucking yeah. loved it. And I was like I was really excited that they can kind of go their own way. Yeah. Uh but then I was like What's the way they're going to take it? Just <laughs> Where saying, are they I going? Just, I just want to see Tifa doing more stuff because I just love her. She's my waifu, so whatever. Yeah, I think sure. it's great. So anyways, so, Super Mario RPG, we, you and I are going to disagree. Uh, we can talk it about out. it. Yeah, it comes out. And then, and I'm yeah, like, so right. if I'm wrong, I'll, if I'm wrong, and I I will try a little bit of it. And, okay, okay, okay. Yep. I'll try a little bit of it. If I'm wrong, I'll buy it. I'll buy it for you. I'll be like, okay, I'm wrong. Sure. I'm sorry. Here we go. I think my guess is it'll do so it'll review exceptionally well just because Nintendo remakes always do because people are like, oh, yeah, Metroid Prime, that game is perfect. And it's actually like it's not perfect. It's just like, (laughs) you know, you loved it back then and you're kind of like carrying that forward. I fucking love the Metroid Prime remake. I really liked it, but it was not as good as the review said it was. I have a feeling the Super Mario RPG will be kind of the same thing where if you're nostalgic for it, it's going to be absolutely fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. but it's going to have some like rough edges uh, and some dated design that yeah. will be a little bit tough to swallow. But I think it'll review very well. People are going to it's going to be very popular, especially compared to the old one, especially because we're at the end of the life of Switch and the, mm-hmm. the install base is so fucking high. So even if 10 percent of Switch owners buy it, that's 12 million, whatever. Copies. Yeah, this, this game will sell like pancakes. It'll be. Yeah. It'll, it'll be great. Um, oh, and here, if you guys haven't played Super Mario RPG, it's fucking great. Um, but it's very good. Here is the dream team. <coughs> Mario, Bowser, and Peach. <coughs> the, 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 if you have them in your party and you have all the ultimate weapons, you win. You will destroy everyone. And also, um, timing is a big thing in the game, too. So you yes, can't. which is cool. I, that's yeah. one of the things I really like is that yeah. you have to kind of pay attention and be active because so many JRPGs, especially of that time, are just like, you know, you wait for your turn and you just do stuff. You can take as long as you want. Yeah. Uh, you just press and so I, I liked the timing based based stuff. So big fan. Uh, moving on to Pikmin 4. So they showed some gameplay one month away. Uh, there's going to be a demo next week. Are you a Pikmin player, Giano? So here's the thing. It's like maybe this is why I'm not too jazzed about Nintendo. Is that after Super Nintendo, I never bought another. And oh, 
Nintendo console except for the DS. So I you don't have a Switch? No, no, I have a Switch. Like I didn't oh. buy one until like the DS came out. Um, oh, I see. I see. Then, then I bought everything else since then. Uh, I remember Pikmin uh, from I think it was a GameCube launch title. And I don't know if it was launched, but maybe. Yeah, it was. Well, at least it was on GameCube for sure, and it looked really interesting. But it reminded me too much of Lemmings, but Lemmings mm -hmm. in 3D, and you can kind of like attack and stuff, which is kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I've actually like never beaten a Pikmin game. I've played a little bit of the first one on GameCube at a friend's house. And I was like, this is not for me. But I was also in a pretty intense fanboy era where I was like, I don't like Nintendo games. Um, yeah. And so I. I'm not excited, <laughs> but yeah. I wish we had someone here who was because they shadow dropped uh, one and two remaster, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. So if you can go right now and buy one and two remaster for switch. Uh, and that's great. Uh, because while you're doing that, I'm going to be playing the next WarioWare game. <laughs> oh, WarioWare was just yeah. literally a party game, but like it's now on the same lines of it was a precursor of like random crazy YouTube. Like if you go down that rabbit, yeah, hole. yeah, yeah, like the TikTok, the TikTok era. Yeah, I love WarioWare games. I've had a ton of fun with them across many consoles. Like there's some good handheld WarioWares. Mm -hmm. Um, so this one is very motion focused. Uh, you can play up to four players, but it seems like kind of primarily one and two players. Um, I it's one of those things that's it's really hard to know if it's going to be good until I'm playing these mini games. Yeah, but I'm excited. I and I like having stuff to play with friends or family at home if I had friends. It's um, it's so. a game. It's a good drinking game. I remember. Well, yes, I, I barely remember one party that we played. He's like, "We're gonna play WarioWare. If you lose, you got to drink." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna die. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I haven't played it." Can we do it if you win, you drink? So at least everyone who sucks kind of has a level playing field. So we changed the rules of that. And then it was actually a very enjoyable time. And what's fun about it is that it's like, it's not about some skill or knowledge. It's just about like understanding quickly and doing. Yeah. And I think that's really fun. It's a very like great equalizer in that sense. Like it's like Smash Bros can be fun at a party, but then you have that one dude who's a fucking esports pro yeah. and just can stomp on everyone. You're like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Or Mario Kart, someone who's just dashing nonstop and like, yeah, it can be fun. But WarioWare is fun because you can't really be good at WarioWare. I mean, you can, but you're not coming to my party. If you if you practice WarioWare, get out of here. Yeah. It's one of those games you just you if you are good at it, you ruined everyone's time. Yeah. Cool. So that's WarioWare. Next was a new 2D Mario game. Uh, and part of like the, you know, the new Super Mario Bros lineup, but it's Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Mm. Um, uh, it's been over I, a decade since there's been a 2D Mario game. Yeah. I What's, mean, uh, I, what are your thoughts, Dunham? I've, I'm looking at it right now. It looks fun. It looks exactly what I would expect a Mario game of today's generation to look. It's not no. completely 2D. It's a little bit 3D. It's a platformer. No. Anyone's going to like it. My nieces and nephews are probably going to ask for it for Christmas and I'll probably just buy oh, it for them. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. It's really hard. Nintendo, it's really hard for Nintendo to screw up a 2D game, uh, especially when Mario in it. Uh, yeah. I think it's just, it'll be like a nine out of 10. Like everyone's just going to love it. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I am not a huge fan of the 3D, 2D Mario games, like the new Super Mario Bros and, all those ones. I don't like the way they look. 
I find them really devoid of charm. Uh, and this is definitely me being like, I'm an old person. I, mm. I wish they did a sprite based Mario game, not like a, a polygon, like a, uh, the, the 3D models moving on a 2D plane. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's as fun. And I also find mm. they've never made it feel as good. Like there's something that just doesn't like click as, as satisfying I, for me. Probably me being old and like liking the way it used to feel, but to me, Mario's never felt better than Super Mario World. In maybe, 2D. maybe here's the thing: try it on a CRT and see how that feels. And maybe, maybe that it might be because it's just response time. Because here's the thing: is that these games were meant, at least the old ones were meant to be played on CRT. Well, at least HD TVs <laughs> never existed back then, and you can be really precise and you can be really competitive. Um, on those TVs because the response times was like near zero mm. and everything felt crisp. Like you push a jump, it jumps exactly when you want. You don't have to worry about latency or delay. That's definitely a, a fair thing. Mm. I, I actually probably will play this one on a CRT. I play a lot of my Switch games on an HD CRT and it's the best. I yeah. fucking love it. But I, uh, so I, kind of the, I get it. Oh, I get ahead. it. I get what, exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it's, is it, it's not the same. Is it because like the nostalgia factor and everything? But here's the thing. I, I have seven nieces and nephews. I've watched them play all the Nintendo Super Mario games. And they yeah. look like they're having a good time. So I'm going to assume it's... I'm sure it's that. good. And I, I, I almost guarantee I will be buying it. Uh, hopefully on sale. Just kidding. Nintendo games never go on sale. Yeah. Um, so I'm eh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so that's the big Nintendo news. There was uh, the Sonic Superstars, which is the 2D... 3D Mario game uh, was announced for Sims. Uh, I don't care about that. Persona 5 Tactica is going to come to Switch, which was not surprising to me. It was presented as an Xbox exclusive. So to me now, the question is, is it one of those weird like Microsoft Nintendo's Alliance things where it won't show up on a Sony console? I don't think so. I think it'll be on a PlayStation console pretty pretty much guaranteed. Uh, Um, Maybe it's exclusive for a couple of months. That's all I can think of. Maybe. Um... It's possible. And Microsoft might be like, we need to secure Atlas as our close ally for that mm-hmm. Japanese market. Yeah. Uh, so then there's Myth Force. Who cares? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Someone's listening to this. and like, I care about Myth Force. Um, so Splatoon, new event. Uh, there's a Princess Peach game, uh, but they didn't really show much. There's, you know, it's confirmed for development. Yeah. Just like Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> cool. Yay. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon getting ported to Switch. Cool. Batman Arkham Trilogy coming to Switch. Woo-hoo. Gloomfa- Gloomhaven. Come to Switch. Woo! Just Dance 24. Don Hope. Uh, Dungeon Crawling Game. Oh, starring Heroes Who Can't Speak. Was announced by Exit Games. Cool. Announced. Faith Farm. It's on other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Always Unleashed 2. Sure. Uh, DLC for other stuff. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Remake. Or the Master Collection is coming to Thingamabob. Vampire Survivors. Yeah. Uh, and then just a bunch of like little stuff was- that I was not like. Yeah, yeah go ahead. There's, I mean, here's yeah, here's the rest of thing. It's just rest of games that you may or may not care about. Um, the one thing, I guess, uh, I guess a couple episodes ago we were talking about, yeah, we're talking about Zelda. I guess it was is confirmed on the theory that David kind of came up, and then I started kind of backing it up. Is that, and I'm probably gonna bet that next year. Or maybe at the end of this year, after they sold as many as they can and whatever, uh, they'll probably leak information or they'll announce Switch 2 coming out 2024. 
Yeah, I there's so many unknowns. Like it's like the the market might change entirely, but I totally get why Nintendo hasn't pushed anything because they're still selling them like gangbusters. So like, why mess with the thing that's working? I, I was at Walmart I, the other day and I saw like a mom had like three Nintendo Switches in her shopping cart, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> that's the thing that's so brilliant about it is it's not like a PS5 where you buy you know one and your house has a PS5. Mm-hmm. It's like you get a Switch and then it's like oh your three kids all want to play at the same time. Well, you need three Switches. Yeah, uh, and so I. I don't think they could have done a better job getting a device that so many people want and that so many people want multiples of. Mm. And so I hope, I mean, as a hardcore gamer, I want, you know, the, the 1080p 60 switch or the 4k 60 switch. Mm. Um, but Nintendo has no reason to like, nobody yeah. fucking cares. So I'm actually like, very interested in seeing what the hardware is, is going to be. So hopefully Nintendo fixes the mistake and just actually kind of quasi future proof so hardware mm-hmm. and not be kind of dated right when it comes out which then mm-hmm. be honest the switch was um <laughs> it was, and then yeah yeah like who knows but yeah uh switch to 2024 that's my bet i wouldn't be surprised i think like yeah holiday 20 it'll announce it in like the the early summer kind of thing uh and then it'll be out in the fall mm-hmm that's that's it for the Nintendo thing. Uh, I'm going to talk about Succession for a little bit, and then we'll go back to Extraction. Uh, I don't have much to say because I want to do a more comprehensive episode once I'm fully, fully done. I'm thinking we should have like Adam on. Adam and I talk about Succession all the time. Nice. Uh, it'd be a fun guest episode. Wait, um, let me let me just kind of like let, let me just bring up Succession. So that's so tell me so tell me what is Succession? Succession is the story of a family led by. Uh, this billionaire media mogul who, you know, is kind of reminiscent of like a Rupert Murdoch <coughs> type where, you know, he runs a news business that is a much bigger business, uh, very vicious business person. And he has these three kids uh, that are all pieces of shit and everyone's a piece of shit on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they all are spoiled in different ways and they all have their own strengths. Uh, and so it's a show about, you know, who will succeed him as the person who runs the company. Uh, and so they, the, that's the setting of the show. Uh, and you know, there's dynamics that change throughout the whole thing, but the way that it was described to me that I love is that it's basically arrested development, uh, where the audience doesn't know that it's like funny. Um, and so it's these really like these assholes that are like, think they're really smart, but they're really fucking stupid. Um, doing stuff that is like just insane and it's super engrossing and and absolutely like uh incredible to watch but what i find is the greatest strength of the show and this is probably my all i want to say about it the greatest strength of the show is that even though these are billionaire asshole pieces of shit the show's writing is so good and the performances support this writing so well Mm -hmm. that i was able to see myself in every character and like every character i'm like that's something about me Mm -hmm. that is true and that's something about me that I see presented by that character. And maybe not every single character, but every single main or reoccurring character. I'm like, that's the part of me that does this. That's the part of me that does this. And so yeah. there's like a true like relatability to this totally unrelatable situation um, that I found absolutely mesmerizing and captivating where other shows about assholes being assholes, like deplorable people being deplorable. Yeah. I don't like because I don't relate to the people. Whereas this, like, I understand them. And so I just, I think the show is awesome. Mm. Um, I never have been bored. Uh, I'm halfway through season four. I've watched it in like a week and a half. The whole thing. I'm fucking 
so good. <laughs> um, and so I highly recommend everyone watching Succession so that when I talk about it fully and we go into spoilers, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just a good yes. show. Just a good show. You, See, everyone watch it. Yeah, everyone watch it. You, okay, here's here's kind of my kind of things. First thing I want to say, uh, I was where well, you were um, talking about it. I kind of looked it up and and who was in it. Uh, is this why Kieran uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, Kieran Culkin, he was kind of yes. blowing up on Twitter a couple of weeks ago? Is it because it's of definitely show? because of Succession? For uh, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's the three kids. There's the well, there's four kids, but one kind of sticks out of the business stuff, and you know he's from a different mother, I believe. Yeah. Um. So the three main kids are Kendall, who's kind of like the typical Wall Street business smarmy dude. Like the scene, the first thing you're introduced to him is him in the back of a limo with like headphones on, and he's got like like rap going, uh, like aggressive rap, and he's like punching the back of the seat, and he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, oh yeah, and he goes to a meeting, he's like, all right, dude, yeah, fuck yeah, dude, and he's like just like a business bro. Yeah. And then there's uh, Siobhan, who's the daughter, and she is like, you know, seems like the more level headed one. She's not even part of the business. She's in politics um, and she's cold and calculating and more calm and reserved than the other ones. So she definitely comes across as like, you know, the, the reasonable one. And then the youngest one, I think I'm getting that order right, actually. I'm not 100% sure, but it is yeah. Kieran Culkin's character, who is Romulus or Roman. Uh, and he is super funny but he's actually probably my least favorite character even though i very much enjoy him on screen yeah he's kind of a perv and awkward and he just says like awful things and so i find i see myself a lot in him and like kind of his patheticness um oh like i wanting to be no 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 with just like (laughs) seeking approval even when you don't deserve it and you're like i need people to like convince me you know that i'm doing good but it's like he actually isn't doing well um so like that aspect of like I said, not even just myself. I think everyone seeks approval, even when deep down, like they probably don't deserve it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it. But everyone, go watch Succession. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's I, dark. Uh. But it's good. Well, I, it's I, not that dark. Yeah. Here, here's a couple of follow up thing because, like, you know, people love to watch bad people do bad things. Like that's my kind of understanding. Because yeah, Arrested Development was based enough. Everyone, even like Michael, like whoever original he was and he seemed like a good person he start becoming he starts becoming just as bad as his family but it's just yeah arrested development was fun to watch because you want to see what kind of shit they got to get into and how they get out of it and how yeah. crazy well that character all those characters get <laughs> and then you have another show where it's still i don't know how it's still going on but it's a great show uh it's always sunny like I went in watching yeah. Sunny. I'm like, I'm gonna root for these guys. I'm gonna love them. No, <laughs> you're the worst people. Yeah, you just want to see this is a trash. You just want to see them doing bad things and then the bad consequences happen to them because it's just mm-hmm. funny. But this one just seems like it's the same kind of motif, but it is just like you start kind of like it's more character and story driven. They're like, okay, we want mm-hmm. these kind of elements, but let's make it to a dramatic compelling story that makes someone want to relate and also watch yeah. well and it's it's a really fascinating show in terms of production too and i'll, I'll say that for like the episode where we talk about it properly mm-hmm. but like they do some really unique things that i think are very fascinating from a show yeah. making perspective that i think really accentuate the brilliance of the show mm-hmm. and so that's that succession yeah uh Jono, you tell me about extraction two so uh, hopefully enough if you've 
listened to this podcast for the last couple months, or at least since you guys started, uh, I have a deep love for action movies, but not in the same way of haha, cool explosion, bang, bang, gun, gun. It's more of <clears throat> the technicality because I will watch a movie like John Wick four and go, how did they do this? Cause for me, I would like to say I'm a producer. Um, I've done production work. I've done producing stuff at LMG and even at MKBHD. And I, I love that stuff. And now for me, I can like watch something, enjoy it. And then rewatch it like 10 times going, how did he set up the shot? How, like, what did mm-hmm. he do? What the things he do? And then extraction is such a good movie for that. Cause they do oh. these epic winners that, Mm-hmm. isn't really a one shot it's like a lot of shots that m- compile to make it look like a one shot extraction one had like a 12 13 minute one this one had a a 22 minute oneer which went from nighttime to early morning and it was insane but anyways i'm going a little bit forward so extraction the whole movie is basing off crims Hem- chris hemsworth's character doing things and extracting a person or people out of a dangerous situation and getting to a journey of self-discovery and development during that in a high action pace octane way of just getting from point A to B and causing as much distraction and self-harm as possible. And Extraction 2, Extraction 1 did it really well and I loved every character. Extraction 2 Holy shit. It just, they went like, they literally did the spinal tap. Like, oh, instruction one was 10. This is now 11. Like, just so we get a little bit more. And, oh my God, I watched it after the flash, or ironically. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this one is like, I felt like I didn't get enough action in the flash. This one just like satiated me. I'm like, oh, Hell yeah. so good. Mm, give me more extraction three please mm, give me now <laughs> cool that's really cool mm. i have found myself less and less impressed by long oneers especially like you said when it, you can recognize that it's not actually one take it's like multiple shots stitched together using you know mm. com- compositing um and so the is the story good <laughs> <laughs> so okay yeah <clears throat> it's the story is really bland. It's based enough. His sister, his his ex wife's sister, is in trouble. His wife okay. has, through a broker, um, it got hired him and his group band of friends to extract them out of a bad situation. And okay, the uh, ex wife's sister's husband and. The husband's brother are ahead of a quasi almost Nazi like faction. So they make sure that they kind of go, these guys are really bad. So you don't feel bad about them dying. Um, Yep. So basically enough, he kills sisters or his sister-in-law's husband. And then the brother comes after them to try to kill them all. Those other little nuances where it's like, oh yeah, like this is what family is and blah, blah, blah. I don't care um it's all about just like the sequence of action like if you like action you like john wick and you just want something to kind of help you get in between 
Dude, John Wick Five. Oh God, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Um, then yeah, watch this movie because it's just like the wonder mm-hmm. is cool because you see him go into prison, gets the people out, car chase. It becomes a train chase and fighting in between and the frantic of violence is so I'm not gonna say realistic, it's just so action packed and awesome. So intense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. So you're definitely recommending people watch Extraction Two if they're action fans. Yeah, I wouldn't I, I'm not gonna give it a number. I'm just going it's on Netflix. If you haven't watched Extraction okay. One, go watch Extraction One, then Extraction Two. But yep. don't watch it right after each other. Watch one. Wait a couple of days and then watch two. Yeah, I can totally get that. I find action movies, they kind of become samey if you watch too many one after the other. So it's mm-hmm. nice to just take a pause and be able to appreciate the, the craftsmanship and the work that goes into making such excellent action. So that's Extraction 2. Uh, that's, 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 that's it for the episode. I mean, you can yeah. briefly talk about your car adventures if you really mm, want to. Let's just save that because there's probably one <laughs> episode I wanted to like, talk about. The whole shitstorm of... Uh, of a, well, not shit song. My experiences in America because there's a lot of good, and there's a lot of bad, and there's a lot of yep. great behavior, and there's a lot of bad behavior. Like, sure. I'm not even like holding back. There's a lot of like weird stuff. I'm like, I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have done that. Holy shit! I thought this stuff was only in movies. How did you yeah. get away with saying the sequence of words in that order to that? person and not yeah implode or get arrested right there and then so thanks uh, new york hell yeah <laughs> new york yeah new york, it, new york great, but anyways yeah, yeah. it's the I, end of the episode uh thank you so much let's uh let's just shout out to everyone yeah. watching this if you made it this far you can check us out on twitter at tjm pod mm-hmm. uh nope that's not what no, you can no, check no. us out at. <laughs> oh, you can, let's wing it. Let's wing it. Let's wing it pod or let's wing it 22 at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you can reach us. Our personal Twitter's uh, Jonathan 86. Mm. Is that it? Yeah. Jonathan I always get it wrong. And, uh, and the chosen, the duh dot chosen dot David. Yeah. And if you, uh, although I'm not super active these days because fuck social media. I, I'm super active because I just like to shit post all day, but uh, we don't yeah. want to forget our awesome drumettes on Patreon dot com slash let's wing it uh we actually have three or i think no i think those uh two new drumettes so we're gonna shout them out first the last oh my voice is dying but i'll just do it i'll do it for you guys uh coco the cat jeremy swedro Bjorn Bueller, Ryan T, Elias Amendias, Darius, uh, John Gers, Emma Franklin, Mark Bradshaw, Murray Martinez, Sly Merlin, Ethan Lowe, David Curry, Briggs Wellman, Amaro Co, Daniel Quazo, Joel Norton, Cody Owen, Matthew Noonan, what's up, dude? And Mike1814, Guadalamar, Navarro, let's go! Let's go. Let's go. We did it. Yeah, we did. All right. Uh, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.